If you had a son or a daughter, would you want your son or your daughter to date somebody like you? Question it. You've got to question it. I should have been asking the hard questions and looking at the hard answers. Thank goodness I did. And I got out and you do not have to settle. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 1,142, What Does Discipline Mean to You? Today, for episode number 1,143, if you're in a relationship, ask yourself this question. Mm -hmm. I don't know why this came to me. But this is something I used to think all the time. I remember I would hear stories from people about how their partners treated them. And it wasn't from a place of judgment, but it was always a place of, I can't believe they take pride in the way they treat their partners. And this is, I'm going to get right to it. This is the question. This is the simplest question, but I think it's super powerful. And there's many versions of this question, but the simplest version is, would you date yourself? Other versions of it are, if you had a son or a daughter, would you want your son or your daughter to date somebody like you? If you have a best friend who is single and looking for somebody to, to date, they're looking for a partner, would you want them to date somebody like you? I think that is an awesome question because I think it breaks the paradigm. It's very easy for you to let yourself off the hook and say, well, I'm a good partner, whatever, whatever it is, whatever the excuses are. But if you were to sit down and say, okay, I have a child who is of dating age, would I want them to date somebody like me? Now, this is another interesting perspective. Would you want them to date somebody like your partner? That's a really good introspective way to understand whether or not you have a quality partner in your life because if you, don't, if you wouldn't want your best friend, uh, somebody close to you, a family member, a child, to date somebody like you're dating, odds are you might be in a toxic relationship and not realize it. Uh Kev, in hindsight, so for you, have you ever been in a toxic relationship? Mm -hmm. um, okay. So Yes, I have. How did you know that it was toxic? I didn't until after. Same. I didn't, I didn't until yeah. after. And in the relationship, I thought it was... I think I deluded myself into thinking it, was, it wasn't toxic. I was afraid of being alone. I didn't want to be alone. It was, it was one of the first... Did you ask yourself this question? No. Yeah. No. Same. I didn't either. And I, I wish that I had. Mm. Really great question. I, I guess my next question would be, why didn't you ask yourself questions like this? Because I, I think at that stage in my life, I was more interested in being in a relationship than being in a quality relationship. I didn't really care. There was a part of me that said, well, at least somebody wants to be with me. That's good enough for now. And I, I was young, so I didn't really understand. I didn't understand what toxic meant. I didn't understand what respect really felt like. I had low self-worth. I wasn't confident. A lot of it for me was, 
I assumed that being in a relationship was going to fix my problems. And I never did the be single for a long time route. Not by choice, at least. If I was single for a long period of time, it was just because I couldn't find a partner. It wasn't my choice, really. So, yeah, I think for me, it was one of those thoughts where I would rather be in a relationship, even if it sucks, than be single and work on myself. What was your What's your intention with this episode? My, honestly, my intention is, I think this helps you raise your awareness. I, I told, I've told Taryn this before, and I've said this to many of my partners in the past. I want to make your friends jealous. And I don't mean that in an ego way, but I want you to be so happy. I want you to be so over the moon. I want you to be so fulfilled, so supported, so in love that your friends are jealous and they look up to your relationship. They look up to what we have. I've always wanted that. I've always wanted to be that person. I think my, my ultimate goal is for, for you, if you're watching or listening, to ask yourself this question in whatever season of life you're in. If you're, I don't know, for me, Alan, I think I want people to realize if they're being disrespected, if they're, if they're in a toxic relationship, if they're not being appreciated, I want them to ask themselves that question to get that answer. Because I, I would say that, unfortunately, and I'm sure you can attest to this probably at a deeper level than I, because you work more closely with the community now, but I've heard so many horror stories of the way that our community has been treated by their partners. And I wonder if they heard an episode like this. I wonder if I heard an episode like this and I thought to myself, okay, if I had a best friend who was looking to date somebody, would I want them to date my partner? Or would, would I feel bad for them? Would I feel worried for them? Do I think that they would be happy? I think that's just a powerful question. If you have the courage to ask it about yourself, would you want your best friend to date somebody like you? Would you want your child to date somebody like you? The way you show up in life, the way you are to your partner, whether you're not patient, whether you're supportive, whatever it may be, I just think it's one of those questions that breaks the paradigm. Just like not what advice would you give 21-year-old Kev? What advice do you think 10-year-from-today Kev would give, would give you today? Like, it, I think it breaks the paradigm. It's different. It, it's a different question. It takes you out of the frame, and it's, it's similar to the if you had a friend who broke as many promises to you as you've mm -hmm. broken to yourself, how much would you value that friendship? It yeah. takes you out of yourself for a second to see interesting. And so... The, the question is, would you want your child to date your, you if they were of dating age? And then would you want your child to date your partner if they were of dating age? For me, when you were saying that, and, and I, I actually had a moment where I'm like, well, that's going to sound cocky. I, I, mine was absolutely. Mm -hmm. 100%. Like, absolutely. Same. Yeah. And I, and I had a moment where I'm like, well, that's going to sound arrogant, and I might not want to say that. But at the same time... There are times in my life, and I'll say this, where I, the answer would not have been yes quickly Same for, for either of those, and, and um, more so the one with my partner, for sure. But um, there's a time in my life where I think that the answer would have been no for me as well, mm. genuinely. Same. Right, right. And so I think it's a good, there's this quote that I talk about all the time. It's hard to see the whole picture when you're in the frame. And I didn't make that quote. Someone said that, and I forget who, to be honest with you. And I'm sure no one really knows where it originated. But mm -hmm. I often talk about how you have to get off the treadmill every now and then to redesign the treadmill. We're all on our own sort of treadmill in life, your own career, your own fitness, your own relationship, whatever whatever um, 
whatever treadmill you're on, like every every couple tends to fall into certain habits. Every individual tends to fall into certain habits. I was on the plane headed to South Carolina, Kev, this, this past weekend with Emilia. We went to South Carolina. And there was this older uh, man and this older couple, really, actually. They were in their probably 80s, 80s or late 70s, probably 80s, honestly. And I was preparing for book club. We were flying out, I think, Friday. Yeah, I took Friday off as a travel day, and then book club was the next day. So I was preparing for book club on the plane. Mm. And he asked me, like, oh, what were you reading? And I was like, oh, it's a book, you know, on how to change your behavior. First, I was said, it's a book called Switch. He's like, what's it about? I said, it's a book on how to change your behavior. And then we went down sort of the the rabbit hole about that. Mm. And then uh, the woman in the relationship was like, oh, yeah, I heard it takes nine iterations uh, to create a new habit. And I was like, and at the, you know, I'm on a plane with this couple, so I'm not going to like argue with them about that. It's not, it's not nine, right? If it was that easy, it would be easy to change your behavior. Here's my point. You got to get off the treadmill if you want to redesign the treadmill. And you have to realize that every human being's on a treadmill. Every couple's on a treadmill too. You all have habits and unwritten rules and core values and core aspirations, and you're all sort of doing your thing. And so whenever you get into a relationship, these kinds of questions take you out of it for a second. It takes you off the treadmill to go, wait a minute, is this a treadmill I actually want to be on? And if not, why not? And then how can I redesign it? And so that's what we do at The We. Emilia and I have a business called The We. We have a podcast called The Conscious Couples Podcast. Anyways, the question of would you want your partner or would you want your child to date your partner? Would you want your child to date you? I would say that if I had that question and if I had asked that question when I was in a relationship that I consider in hindsight to be very negative, I would have woken up sooner. We all have those relationships in our past where we wish we had woken up sooner. We wish we had gotten off the treadmill sooner. So I'm going to tell this story quickly. Kev, I remember I was outside the gym and this is when I used to go to the gym every day for like multiple hours a day. Fitness coach, fitness competitor, for the new listeners, I used to do a lot of fitness modeling too. And so I, the gym was my main thing. And so I'm outside the gym and I'm, uh, I had this uh, fitness competitor friend of mine who was also a fitness model, fitness competitor, entrepreneur. And she was dating someone at the time who it seemed like they had a really great relationship and she made this post. And I'll never forget this post for as long as I live because this post really woke me up. It was her anniversary with her partner. And I'll keep it anonymous, of course. And she wrote this love letter to him. And she posted it. And it was something along the lines, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it was something along the lines of, you will never feel more supported. You will never feel more cared about. Um, you will never feel more loved than you are with me. You mean so much to me. And it was actually pretty in-depth and far more eloquent than what I'm sharing right now. But I remember I read that post and I asked myself a question. And I said, would my current partner ever feel that way about me? Like, does she feel that way about me? And my answer was absolutely not. I remember feeling really, really bad about that post. Mm. Now, is it possible that that person was just portraying that on social media and that that's not really how she feels and that's not really how her partner feels? Yes, so be careful. Be careful with that. But if that was true and that was authentic, and I do believe it to be true because I know this person very well and she's a sweetheart and she, I don't think she would fabricate that. 
And I remember thinking to myself, even if their relationship isn't perfect, would my partner ever post something like that about me? And I realized the answer was absolutely not. And it really woke me up. It really woke me up. Another question. Uh, I also asked myself a question. I had two friends at the time, two of my dearest friends in the whole world, Amy Diaz, and she's my executive admin, and then Bianca. Bianca's a dear friend of mine as well. And I remember asking myself a question. Would my partner ever value or admire me at the level that Amy and Bianca do? And the answer was the answer is no. And it's not even no, it's it's definitely no. It's like a hard no. And so after that, I had a decision to make. You know, and honestly, those questions woke me up. And those questions saved my life. Because I was unhappy. You know, and I'm not going to bash my past partners or anything like that. But this partner in particular, I was very unhappy with in hindsight. But I didn't know it at the time because I, I was lost. I was lost and I didn't understand and... Now it's so clear and thank goodness I got out of that because now here I am with this magnificent relationship, right? So, and now those questions, absolutely. It's, it's not no both times. It's, oh my God, yes. As a matter of fact, she values me and admires me more than anyone ever has by a significant margin. And I just know that deep down. And she would write a letter like that any, all the time she does. And so you, if you're out there listening to this, I think Kevin's intention here was question it. You've got to question it. I should have been asking the hard questions and looking at the hard answers. Thank goodness I did. And I got out and you do not have to settle. You know, you can have something better and, and maybe you think you're in something good that really isn't. And if you ask these tough questions, you know, it, it could save your life. Not literally, but you know what I'm saying. Metaphorically save your life. Hey guys, I wanted to give a little bit of my experience about um, group coaching. I'm learning stuff. I'm applying the habits and I have other people that's doing the same exact thing. One of the biggest things that I think I gained from group coaching is when I went through that month of being so sick, I was so determined that I would just try to do as much as I could. And I just couldn't wait until I felt good enough to get back to doing all of them. I've just seen so much growth in myself and I am so appreciative to have the group, to have, you know, that immersive experience. And I really appreciate all that y'all do. This for me all started, it's interesting because I remember when I used to think of the question, it wasn't from the place of the other partner in the relationship. It was after I had heard stories or I had met people who I knew were just toxic. And I literally was thinking to myself, I really wish I could sit that person down and say, hey, would you date somebody like you? Like the way you're acting right now, like would you date somebody like you? Let's take it out of the picture. Do you have a best friend? Do you think you'd want them to date somebody like you? Or I would always think that about families. Like do you, would you really want your, your child to date somebody with your temperament, with your, with your attitude, with how angry you get, with your temper, whatever it is? I always would think of that. Because I think it breaks the paradigm. And you have, I mean, of course you can lie about it and you can delude yourself into thinking you would, but even if you don't admit it outright, it changes the way you think. And would you want to have parents like you are a parent? Yeah, that's, that's another, another one. one. Those are, these are really powerful. You know what it does? It eliminates the ego because it gets you to think yeah. outside of the self. Yeah. It's very, very powerful. I, you knew I'd like this episode. Yeah, yeah. Really important, man. This is like, a good one. Would you want your 
even and it can go even greater. Like, would you want, uh, if you were a dog, would you want to be parented by you? If you were a I cat, right? You can go time. deep with this. If you I were think an about employee, that with the cats. Yep. or if you were a team member of NLU, would you want a leader like you? Like that kind of thing for you and I, right? So these are really powerful questions to ask yourself to go, you know what? Maybe I am Jeffin, or maybe I could be better here, here, and here. And I've come to, and I'll just share this briefly. I know we got to go. I've come to understand that the ego, and for those of you, I'm not going to go deep into this, but for those of you who are new listeners, I consider the ego the delta between your primary truth and your tertiary truth. So the the primary truth is who you really are. The secondary truth is who you want to believe you are. And the tertiary truth is who you want others to believe you are. And so what this question does is it takes you out of yourself and it can show the delta between what you are really and what you think you are and then what you think others, what you want others to believe you are. And so it kind of takes you out of your own ego. It's very important. And again, hyperconscious, hyperconscious question. You got it. It's got to be. And this is another one too. And this one's going to be weird and deep, but like, think of it this way. If something happened to you, would you want your partner to date the people that you spend the most time with? That's another one. And I, obviously it's challenging because maybe that means you've moved on to another life or something's happened, but th- you want to, you want to evaluate the, yeah, the circle okay, if you had a child, would you want them to date your best friend? Because if not, why? Like th- these are really heavy questions, but wow. it gets to the truth pretty quickly. It gets to the truth. I have moments where like Taryn and I might have an argument or a disagreement and I ask myself that. Like, would I, is that fair? Like, would I want to date somebody like me in this very second? If I if I have an ego or if I'm impatient? Like I try to ground myself with those with those questions. And this the, the reason I want to do this episode and I'm going to talk more about this in, in later this week's episodes, but Tara and I went to see Greece and it was at the, I don't know, is it, it's at a theater. I don't know if it's considered a play or if it's, con- yeah, I guess it's, it's considered a play, but I was so happy to take Tara in there because I knew she would love it. I, we were talking on Saturday and we said, she said, let's do a date this weekend. And I was like, all right, let me, let me look. You can look. We'll, we'll see what we can find. And I found it. it they were playing Saturday afternoon, Saturday night and Sunday afternoon. And I said, okay, two o'clock Sunday, you and I have a date. I want to make sure we plan it. She loves Greece. I know she loves plays. So I was super excited. But I had that moment of, I had that moment of, I would be, I think this is really good. I think this is like a really positive thing. I'm proud of it. I'm taking pride in my relationship. I think somebody getting, having the level of, really thinking about somebody else's wants and needs and how happy that would make them, that's a that's such a pleasure to have in a relationship. And I'm very proud of that. And I want everybody to have that. So that's really where it came from, this this episode, in a nutshell. I had an NLU team member. I know we got to jump. I had an, uh, dollar in the jar. <laughs> I had an NLU team member actually sit me down and say this, uh, and I'll keep it anonymous, but it was essentially something along the lines of, you and Kevin are a massive mirror when it comes to the relationships you have. Uh, And this person was referring to me mostly, but um, I know they meant you too. Because as essentially what she said is there's there's not a lot of men with the level of healthy masculinity that you two consistently portray. 
And don't get me wrong, I'm not perfect at all. And I've had those moments too in my relationship of like, would I, you know, definitely below my standard um, at times. But I also think that, I will say this, I have looked around and I do feel very confident that it's not common. I do know that now. Um, We both grew up with women. We both didn't have fathers. Like we both work on our character every day to the best of our ability. You know, the humility and vulnerability thing has come way up. And, and again, this is not an episode about Kevin and I, but she essentially said that you're a huge mirror. And so you have to understand that like the standard that you two are setting is affecting people. So, so, you know, our, our demographic is primarily women. It's like 80% plus women. And so, uh, it's, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that we're able to set that standard, but I also want to share that, like, I think it's also important to realize that that's not necessarily going to happen, um, easily. Uh, I don't think that, that, uh, and I'll share this briefly as well. One of the other NLU team members, I essentially sat down and I said, I do want you to know that you're dating and I and I know that there's very few men that you've dated that that are reaching your standard for what you want to see in a man. But I also want you to know that the standard that we've tried to set for ourselves, I don't think is common. So you just got to understand that. And that doesn't mean that you won't ever find it or anything like that. But it, you just need to be aware of what you're looking for and making sure you're holding yourself to that same standard because you're not going to be able to attract something that is beyond your own standard. And I think that's a whole nother episode at some point that we could do because whatever it is that you imagine if you asked that question that we started with, which is, would you want your child to date you? If your answer was no, but then when it said, would you want your partner or your child to date your partner? And the answer is yes. That means there's a mismatch mm-hmm. in standards. That means your partner holds herself or himself to a higher standard than you do. And I don't think that can last. That's something that I, we can do an episode on at some point if you're game. The standards that you have for yourself need to be as high or higher than your partner. And they need to raise each other's standards. Otherwise, it's a losing long-term game because one person is going to consistently be trying to treat the other person better and eventually that will break or snap or, or cause problems. And I know some of my clients who have partners that don't hold themselves to even close to the same standard and it's very difficult for them to sustain that relationship. It causes a lot of problems because they're consistently growing and their partners aren't necessarily. So there's a lot. This is a deep rabbit hole. This is why we created the business The We is so we can help people with this. I've really determined, and this is coming to me in this moment, I've met a lot of, well, Tara and I have spent a lot of time with couples because she has a lot of friends that are married or engaged or whatever it may be. The amount of time I want to spend with somebody is directly correlated to how they treat their partner. It's like in this moment, I'm realizing the, the yeah. couples I like hanging out with the best, because I usually, well, it depends, right? It depends. But usually Taryn will spend time talking to one partner and I'll spend time talking to the other if we're not having a group conversation. The people I get along with the best are the people who are the most respectful of their partners. 100%. 100%. Kev, I think a deeper layer of that is humility. I agree. I, agree. I don't think you can be a good partner without humility. Mm. I've come to learn that and that's a whole nother topic. But a lot of I think you I think the amount of time Kevin wants to spend with you is the level of your humility. Genuinely. 
Yeah. You know, and I think that anytime I've you've ever had a problem with me, it's always been a humility issue. Mm-hmm. Or you weren't being humble and or didn't yeah. know something. That's fair. An awareness issue. It's either me not being humble, which is very valid. That's definitely happened. Or you just not being aware and thinking you are, mm-hmm. which again, lack of humility. Lack of humility. <laughs> right. Yeah. So This is a good um, one. I'm glad yeah. we did this. Bye. I'm glad we did this episode. Next level nation. You have heard me say this many, many times, but if you're listening to this, it is the beginning of November. If you want a crisp $100 bill, you hear that? Ooh, Benjamin. Microphone. Benjamin Franklin, if you want a crisp $100 bill, <laughs> all you have to do is leave us a review on your podcast platform of choice. Send it over to Alan and or myself so we know you left us a review. Not everybody has their name that's uh, easy to understand on whatever platform it is. Some people have names that they made 10 years ago for their Apple ID, and I have no idea who it is. So JJ Zigzag 2022. Could, could be anybody. <laughs> could be anybody. I'll try to find you, but I can't promise I will. But if you screenshot it, you can email it to me. You can send it in... Uh, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, wherever you can get a hold of me, just send me a screenshot. We'll enter you into a drawing to win a hundred dollar Amazon gift card. At the end of November, we will pick one lucky winner. Again, an easy way to win a free $100. As you know, we have a book club coming up on 85 weeks in a row, 85 weeks in a row of getting better every single weekend as a team, as a club, uh, with amazing books. So we're almost done with Switch by Dan and Chip Heath. We will be putting a poll for a new book for our next book in Next Level Nation very, very soon. If you want to be a part of Book Club, it has gotten so, so, so valuable. Uh, Reach out to myself. There will also be a registration link in the show notes. You can register for our next one. They're at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every single Saturday. And uh, again, you don't have to have read the chapter necessarily. If you want to come mid-book, you can engage. If you are going to engage, we encourage that you obviously read the chapter. But if you haven't read the chapter and you just want to listen in and not engage, you are always welcome to keep your microphone and your camera off. So uh, join us on Book Club. And if you don't like this book, we do have another book coming up soon, of which I will know in the next two weeks. Boom. Next level nation tomorrow for episode number 1144. Can you have balance and discipline in your life? I enjoyed this one very much. I'm glad we did this. As always, at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We are grateful for all of you, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at Alazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.